another episodic podcasting adventure. It's Another episode of Takamania. I'm your co-host Dez, here with my tag team partner, my amigo, my hombre, Jebom. Say Jebom. Hey man, how's it going, dude? Good. I'm in a great mood. It's uh, it's been a week's been blasting by. We're almost at the weekend, and I got Thursday and Friday off. I managed <gasps> to do it. So you're done so, for the week? Uh, I'm done for the week. Oh man, you know what that calls for. This is egregious. How is this allowed on the air? There should always be dance breaks every week on SmackDown. What are you going to do with your time? Paint my basement. Oh, that doesn't sound fun. That's not fun. That's why I opened it up with having the two days off, and then I deflated things a little bit by telling you what I'm doing. But yeah, man, a lot of things on my, uh, I guess, checklist of things I need to do around the house, uh, and doing the basement is one of them. I want to sell my house. But right now... In the basement, it looks like a clown exploded because the previous <laughs> owners, it's like green, red, yellow. So I'm looking for just a neutral white. Going to go down there, my coffee in the morning, listen to some music, and just paint the shit out of the basement. It'll be all right. And then I got a, my barbecue to put together and a lawnmower. So uh, manly man things. Yeah, man things. It's summertime in Montreal. So yeah, I went out too. I bought a barbecue. Look at us. We're twinning. We're twinning. You got a barbecue. I texted you samesies. Um, pretty excited for some cookouts, man. Yeah, it's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, I didn't have one last year, actually. I had a barbecue my brother bought me, and it was a, this really cheap, like, $80, or it was I, it was reliable, but it was one of those cheap barbecues. Like, Let's hope he's not listening. Very small. Well, you know what? I appreciate it because it gave me very, <laughs> very many years of very tasty, delicious food, uh, and I basically used and abused the shit out of it, and it had a long life. But it was just rusted to shit. And that's what happens with barbecues. You got to buy new ones. And in Canada, bought, they rusted uh, shit in Canada. Dude, I upgraded compared to what I have What I have now compared to what I had before. It's like game changing. So pretty excited for that. I'm pretty, I have a pretty good barbecue game, I have to say. I'm very mm-hmm. good on the grill. Uh, I'm good with my meat. So it's going to be some good eating this summer. So I'm expecting a couple invites then, fucker. Well, will you ever come over and, and, and hang out at my place? I mean, it's yeah. hard enough. We, we have pay-per-view events, and you keep making excuses to cut your ass down here, so. I, we're, well, it's that's a whole other story. No, it's my wipers. I have diarrhea. Oh, diarrhea is a real thing. Diarrhea is a real thing. Fair enough, my friend. So, talking about diarrhea. Yeah. The Bruins. Blue yeah, Jackets. Yeah, yeah. Want to talk so, about it, or you don't want to talk about it? I'm fine with talking about it. They've been the better team in the series. It's only two to one. There's a lot of series left. I'm really not that worried. Um, if they could weather the storm in in Game Four in Columbus, then then you know series is back on. If they go down three yeah. to one, eh, I'm a little bit nervous. Cool. No, I feel you. I feel you. Again, I've been watching a little bit of the series. Boston has definitely been an aggressive team. So. Really early, really early. I saw Marshawn pulling his usual stuff, uh, getting a little cheap shot. But yeah, that is garbage. what Marshawn does and is <laughs> what it is. But, um, yeah, it's been an interesting playoffs, and we'll mm-hmm. see where things go from there. Outside of the playoff scene, uh, I continued watching some of the Dark Side of the Ring documentaries. So I've watched oh. them all now. 
I've okay. seen them all. There's three, right? There's the, there's a fourth one out with Devon and. Uh, oh right, yeah. that's such going to be such an interesting story because Devon Eriks are such a big family in wrestling that a lot of you probably don't know about, and they have this systematic like curse where like a lot of them die, and well you watch. I'm not going to spoil it, but check it out. It's going to be great. I'm going to check it out. But yeah, Texas I Tornado up, Man. I ended up watching the Macho Man Elizabeth one, which was great, and mm-hmm. I watched it with Cha Cha, who was really she was really happy to watch this one, and I was happy for her to watch it because now she knows more about uh, I guess I guess eighties nineties wrestling and about the Macho Man because she's seen the Macho Man that ooh yeah brother oh, oh, sorry that's Hogan yeah. but ooh dig it you know and now she's like I saw this guy and now I know a lot about him and just watching the moment with Elizabeth and him when they got back together and hearing the, the, the sad stories of her and Luger like it was awesome we had a good time watching this one and then you know we woke up on Sunday the day before going back to work on Monday it's always a bit of a bum you know bummy day where the weather was crappy you're doing laundry and errands and you're like ugh weekend Sunday was beautiful before you know it well, Sunday was beautiful though I don't know. It was kind of nippy out. It was a little bit cold. It was a little nipply. Yeah. But I was still outside drinking beer. Well, that's what you do every day. So it's no big difference. That's true. But we ended up watching the... The... Bruiser Brody Brody. one. Yeah, the Bruiser Brody one. Dude, it was great. That was probably my favorite one I watched so far. Just because of like... You really learn a lot about, I guess, Brody outside of that incident. Because I always heard... Well, I always knew, you know, he was this really aggressive wrestler... Um, you know, I, I can see a lot why Mick Foley kind of saw a lot of inspiration in him when now looking back at it, but then also seeing like the person he was, who he was, what he was trying to do outside of the, uh, sorry, out of wrestling. Uh, and then, you know, the untimely tragedy that ended up being his passing. So if you guys haven't checked it out, make sure to check it out. Dark side of the ring. Uh, it's great. Love the series. And I definitely recommend checking it out. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I think our listeners should check out some other stuff while they're at it. And Des, you should tell them where they can. Well, they should be checking out Talkamania. And they can check that out on Twitter, at underscore Talkamania. And make sure to check us out on Instagram. We're a lot more active. We're building a following, and we're having a lot of fun with it, guys. So make sure to follow us. If you're at any live event, you see anything cool, you want to share it with us, send it our way. And we will be more than happy to credit you on Instagram as well, too. Um, you can listen to us on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podtastic kicks. And of course, if you want to check out our partners every Thursday morning at 11 o'clock Eastern, we're on Full Press Radio. So check them out. Uh, that's at Full Press Radio on Twitter. And then just in the bio, check out their links. And of course, uh, Full Press Coverage at FP Coverage and our buddy Evan over at FPC underscore wrestling. Uh, check out our website, www.talkamania.com. If you want to buy some merch, prowrestlingtees.com slash talkamania. And if you want to watch some people, and I've been horrible lately at, at Apex. Horrible. I actually deleted my last stream because it was that bad. Uh, Twitch.tv slash talkamaniacs and come watch us play games. That's definitely appealing when you're like, I'm so bad, I had to delete it, but come and watch me play. Yeah, no, some nights are really good, man. If the beers are flowing and all the tryhards aren't online, then I'm actually pretty decent at the game. So Yeah, yeah, you are. And I played with you, and uh, I've held you guys back a little bit, so I'm get, letting you guys go off and play on your own. I just finished, finished Resident Evil, my Madhouse playthrough. I'm completely done the game now, so now I'm moving on to something else. Don't know what it's going to be yet, guys, but I'll let you know as soon as it is. Uh, but my, my girl, Cha-Cha, she's playing Sekiro. I talked about it. Google it. Check it out. Really cool stealth ninja game. Beautiful. 
lots of fun. Maybe I'll stream it. We'll see you guys. But check it out. We're happening. Talkamaniacs on Twitch. All right. Well, let's get to the episode. We got a lot to talk about. Not much happened, but there is a lot to cover somehow. It's weird. Um, but if you're just tuning in, uh, we're going to be talking about John Moxley's return, a.k.a. Ooh. Dean Ambrose. Oh. That awesome Cody Rhodes promo from AEW. Uh, Becky Lynch post-Mania storylines. Uh, some other stuff from around the wrestling universe. And, of course, our regular Raw and SmackDown roundup. So uh, let's just jump right in. John Moxley is back. Uh, he released a video this morning on Twitter. You blew my mind. I woke up this morning to your text. I couldn't believe how you were awake already. Usually, <laughs> I beat you to that punch. Um, but yeah, showed him breaking out of prison. Some pretty interesting stuff, does. Absolutely. Uh, I woke up early. Uh, you again, more earlier than usual. Uh, my girl got up and had to do some stuff. And you know, I knew today was going to be my last day before my vacation. Wanted to get a head start. First thing I did, pop on the social media just to check some news. And John Moxley was trending all over social media. Why? Well, as J-Bomb pointed out, he posted this video. And he did not waste any time. His contract was over end of April. May 1st, he's on top of that shit. So if you guys haven't checked that out, really cool vignette. He's in prison. He breaks out. I guess the WWE <clears throat> was his prison. It was yep. holding John Moxley hostage. He broke out. He took that barbed wire, ripped it right off the fence, climbed over, and trained his ass off, and he's ready to return. Really cool video. Yeah. Lots of little speculation, some Easter eggs. There's oh, dice yeah. Easter Bunny at one it. point, and we all know the Double or Nothing logo, two big pairs of dice, and the numbers on those dice, two, five, May 25th. Read into it if you want, guys. Make all the speculation you want. That's where that's where my bet is. I have to assume it's going to be AEW. Cody Rhodes put that. He retweeted it, liked it. Uh, you know, made sure we all saw it. So I have a feeling that's going to be the way. It, it's it's exciting. It's it's going to be huge for AEW. That's for sure. <clears throat> if it's the case. Yeah, I mean, we've tweeted it out. We've talked about on the podcast how much Dean Ambrose has just never really like resonated for us as fans, but. I think a friend, like I mean, I never really watched Dean Ambrose before the WWE. I mean, I've seen CZW clips, and I know he's crazy, and everybody loves it. I did some YouTubing today; it seemed really interesting. There was a lot of Easter eggs. There was a lot. Like he was running away from a dog, and I don't know if anybody else picked up on. It. I picked up on. It. I was just like, oh, he's running away from the big dog. You know what I mean? The there, big dog. There was the Viper around. Room too. People were saying, but like, the I don't Viper. know how that ties in with Orton or whatnot. But running away from the big dog. Would he run away? He, maybe she'd like the dog should be chasing him and he turns around with a bat and just like lays the dog out. You know? like, <laughs> well, he was chasing him and he still managed to escape. It was just really well put together. Um, I don't know if this means he's going to AEW exclusively. Like I would, I don't know. It's tough well, to say, man. Well, I think a lot of people who are signed to AEW still have freedom to go elsewhere. So I think, you know, who knows with him? Uh, I'm sure they're going to give him a lot of money and it's going to be a huge signing uh, it's massive. And a lot of people are actually sitting there thinking like the WWE are genius. It's, it's them repackaging well, him. Listen, had Cody not liked it or retweeted it or whatever he did with it, that would have been, I would have thought the same thing. The Cody thing threw me over because like, yeah, Dean Ambrose is gone. John Moxley is in the fact that they call them Mox at the end of it seems so WWE to me that they would take something like John Moxley and just shorten it. And call him Mox, it would be lame. And I think WWE is lame. 
So that, if it wasn't for the Cody tweet, I would be thinking, oh shit, he's probably coming back as John Moxley. I think Mox is just a short way to, you know, just like you call me Dez, you know, it's yeah. not his name's still going to be John Moxley. And, you know, Cody Rhodes gives props to WWE things, too. So I wouldn't read yeah, too much does. into it in that respect. And then Seth Rollins gave him a pound sign emoji, too, when he retweeted it. So, hmm. you know, there's people in the WWE who are interested and happy for him. But look, guys, if this was the WWE's production, you know it would be on their social media. And they'd be like, John Moxley, John Mo-. Like, it wouldn't be him doing it himself without a WWE logo, without some kind of WWE taking credit for it. Um, yeah. But mind you, if it is from the WWE... The smartest, one of the smartest things they've done in recent memory. Yeah. But it cannot be. It absolutely is not. Look, we had the lowest SmackDown ratings in 2019 this week. If these guys can get this package and promo together and still have shitty ratings, come on. I, I just, he's gone, guys. He's left the WWE, didn't waste any time. But if you look at it, they gave him a pretty good send-off. They had a pay-per-view for the Shield going goodbye. They yeah. had the interview. Uh, and then meanwhile, right, this, this promo dropped May 1st, meaning he recorded this promo while he was working for the WWE, right? <gasps> I'm just wondering, uh, right? It's like the WWE obviously knows by now. It's gotten almost 2 million views the last, I mean, I WWE checked. knew before this, I'm sure. I'm sure he's Right, but the about promo it. breaks out, right? It's like, I've actually been going back and checking Sasha Banks' social media feed to see what she has to say or if she likes it or maybe has like a hmm phase because honestly... Two big signings, men and women. I mean, Sasha Banks definitely could be somebody they're interested in. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, she had a timeline to be back at Money in the Bank. And, well, we saw the participants, and it doesn't look like she's going to be in the match. So, uh, you know, we still don't know with her. There'll be time, a lot more time ahead of us. Uh, But, you know, Dean Ambrose seems like the first person to go over. It might... I guess, um, pique the interest of other superstars who are not happy and thinking of making the jump over. But you know what? Good for John Moxley. Good for Jonathan Good, which is his real name. And you know what? It's great for wrestling. It's great for wrestling. Well, So put. that's what it comes down to, guys. You're going to have some yeah. great matchups. John Moxley in AEW or wherever, you know, his future takes him. Awesome. And you know what? Even if it's five, ten years down the line, we'll get a reunion with the Shield. He'll go back to WWE one time eventually. Yeah, once you know. AEW is buried, well, maybe that's <laughs> the case, or when McMahon buys it. But uh, but yeah, it's great news and exciting. I'm excited to see what happens from here. If there's any announcements and the next teaser or news we get from John Moxley and the AEW. I'm definitely intrigued. Uh, speaking of some more AEW stuff, uh, Cody Rhodes for episode uh, 14, I think it was, Double or Nothing, or Road to Double or Nothing, uh, dropped a promo late last week, uh, and he took some shots at WWE, making reference to the Attitude Era and how WWE holds back their talent. I loved the promo. I was nervous about how you were going to take it. I liked the promo. That was really good, but I always thought Cody Rhodes was a good talker. And I always thought he was really good on, on promos. I mean, if I date back to when he used to wear the mask, when Rey Mysterio broke his face and he used to hand out paper bags to people because he was hideous and they were hideous and he didn't want people to look at his face, but then his face disfigurement was actually more psychological and there was nothing wrong with his face. Um, I, I always like Cody promo cutting, uh, sorry, cutting Cody promo. Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Why not? Let's call him Cody promo because Cody he promo. does cut good promos. And this was no exception. It was a great promo. Um, but I wasn't like, everyone was like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is how you cut a promo. And I was like, it's really good, but they usually are from Cody. So it didn't really blow me out of the water, but I thought it was great. It was shots fired though. It It was was great. 
Yeah, it yeah. was, but I mean, there's truth to it, and that's fine. And Triple H and, and WWE take shots at AEW, so it's fair game. And you know what? <coughs> this is, is storyline-driven at the same time. And if they're going to do an angle with Dustin and Cody, well, you know, I, I have to say my own little negative point is killing the Attitude Era. That's why he wants to feud with Goldust. Like, Goldust, I like it. Goldust, he was a sliver of the Attitude Era. Oh, come like, on. He was a big part of the Attitude Era. He was the big part of when it's starting, when like Luna would bring him with like the drag he and the G-string. He was the he was the IC champ during Attitude Era. But if it's like, I want to kill the Attitude Era, like, I don't think... He's got to be like a tour. Like, he's got to go to Jericho next or something. And then, like, yeah, somebody... No, and then that. And then somebody else who... I don't know who else would be in it later on, but, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like they could have came up with something a little bit more creative than the Attitude Era, but, you know, it's, if it's a knock on the WWE at the same time, it gets things kind of going, uh, you know, tit for tat with these two companies. It makes them more competitive. Then it's good for wrestling once again. Yeah, I think it was more of a shot at like what they talked about at the Hall of Fame when Triple H said, you know, you could put uh, executive vice president in front of anybody's name. Of course. And, and Super disrespectful. Is, yeah, and I think Cody was just more saying like AEW um, is is their goal is to kill the Attitude Era, to, to, to be known. Everybody always talks about the Attitude Era and they want to do something today that, you know, 10 years from now people will be like, AEW's era was better than Attitude Era. Mm, interesting. So, so they want to what, create their own attitude era or surpassed just, by making just their own attitude their era? own era of I, I, want, I want to know what this definition is of killing the attitude era because i'm going to tell you like even cody Rhodes himself deep down inside knows that was like the best era of the wwe in the last like 20 years it was and and what he said was everybody keeps talking about it and they haven't allowed any of their talent in wwe now to even put i think he said you know they put up a 35 mile an hour road sign that stops them from surpassing what that was because all these old bastards don't want them to do better than they did. Well, so I think it's that it's a and stakeholders that. and people who have money invested in the WWE and you know For it's sure. more of a machine now. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think going back to the the, the road sign, thirty five kilometers or miles an hour. That's yeah, it's dead on. Yeah, bang on. Um, some more outside of WWE news. Uh, last Sunday, Impact Wrestling had their Impact Rebellion pay-per-view. I didn't check it out. I know you watched some of it, and uh, you, you threw in the notes. It was a great show from top to bottom. So Yeah, no, absolutely, guys. Like, you know, main eventing your tag team, uh, you know, highlighting them so concretely. Amazing match. Some amazing spots. Uh, Brian Cage finally winning the Impact title, uh, but going out with injury. Uh, but the match itself, uh, you know, the story that it told and for him to get there was pretty amazing. Uh, Jordan Grace taking on Tara Valkyrie. Um, yeah, all great matches, guys. Uh, I, I checked out Impact a month or two ago with J-Bomb one Sunday. And ever since then, I've kind of had my eye and my finger on the pulse and seeing what's going on. And, and they actually come to Toronto uh, quite a while. So I actually might make the venture over there in the near future, maybe to check out some more of their shows. Uh, we might cover more content. If you guys are interested in that, let us know. I mean, I think we're trying to get our, our hands wet in a little our bit of every wet. pool. Sure, sure, that too. But guys, check it out. It was a really, really good event. Definitely worth taking a look at. Brock Lesnar announced. Well, actually, Dana White announced that Brock Lesnar is done with MMA. He's official. Oh. Apparently, apparently he's uh, retired from MMA. So Daniel Cormier match has been canceled. Now, what does this mean for WWE? 
Well, it means Brock Lesnar couldn't pass his piss test. <laughs> oh, touche. I heard he I heard he gave him the piss test like two weeks ago or something like that, and then he retired today. So like maybe it's like, look, I'm just gonna retire and keep it under wraps. Or I mean, look, he bulked up. This guy bulks up so quickly. It's like he's fat on Raw, and then like he's got a show in like three weeks and he's jacked again. So I know muscle memory's there and all, and he can work out really hard, but like eh, I don't know. Uh, but yes. So what does this mean? No more Brock in the MMA and Ultimate Fighting. Uh, you know, I, I think you know he's what pushing 40, 41. You know, he's he's getting old, maybe even older than that. But he's definitely pushing it. And like, you know, would he be as successful if he went over there again? You know, maybe not. There's some really freaking good talent now, and you know, in that realm. So yeah. he can live a more comfortable life. He has enough money to retire on his farm in Saskatchewan. Do one-offs with the WWE here and there. Um, I have no doubt they're going to use him for Saudi Arabia. So there's another big payday for him. Uh, I just hope they don't go with, and I'm going to tie this in with maybe the next point you're going to get to, the return of Bill Goldberg to the WWE. It was announced today he will wrestle another match at Saudi Arabia. And I really, really hope it's not going to be Brock versus um, Goldberg. However, knowing... Saudi Arabia and their demands, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what they're asking for. Yeah, it was announced today. Saudi Arabia's back on. Brock Lesnar's been booked for it. Apparently Undertaker as well and Bill Goldberg. Um, I actually hope it is Goldberg versus Lesnar because I'd rather just see two shitty guys face off against each other and leave the other matches you know, untouched with their mm. shittiness. Well, what else do we have with Goldberg, right? Goldberg could face against The Undertaker, maybe. Who knows? Because we have never seen that match. Undertaker's going to come back. I wish it was Sting versus Undertaker in Saudi Arabia. Sure. That would be awesome. Sting said if he was going to come back and potentially, you know, put his, uh, um, I guess, mobility on the line, because he could get paralyzed from this match, oh, wow. uh, it would be against Undertaker. And I think, like, God, that is a match that should have happened. It was sad watching Sting wrestle uh, when, towards the end of his career. It's it's way past sad watching The Undertaker wrestle. Uh, but look, look at the last... And I honestly, I hope Shawn Michaels wrestle. I'm going off on a tangent here. Yep. But I'm just I'm just thinking about this match uh, that we had with The Undertaker, Kane, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H in Saudi Arabia. It was a sad sack. It was just... Uh, it was really sad. Oh, it was and tons I, of old yellers. And I'm sure if Michaels looks back at that, that's not his last match he wants to be remembered by. And I'm pretty sure they would throw enough money at him to have another one. So who knows? It's going to be exciting, the card, how it shapes up. Even mm-hmm. Rusev was throwing out a, a few tweets hinting at that he would be like the fodder given to uh, to Goldberg. You know, So mm. we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where Goldberg lines up. What, what happens with Brock Lesnar moving forward? Some people are saying, like, look, now that he's not going to Ultimate Fighting, uh, he's going to come back and they're gonna, he's going to come take the title off Kofi Kingston and then Fuck hold that me. one hostage. So that, that would be another option, but I really, really hope not. But that's it, folks. Brock Lesnar's done with Ultimate Fighting. Who knows what the future holds for him and his bank account? I guess it really comes down to that. And Goldberg, fresh off the press, guys. Who do you think he's going to be wrestling? Let us know, because I'm sure we're going to find out soon. It's also being speculated, because, I mean, there's no proof, right? Uh, The Revival have turned down a substantial contract with WWE, and for that, I say, oh well. Oh well. Oh well. (laughs) Uh, There's also rumors swirling that Joey Ryan is destined for WWE. You think it's the WWE, eh? All right, all right. So two two great points. I just didn't have much to say about the revival because 
I, I don't know. I mean, like we've been talking about the revival. Everybody talks about the revival every week. Fuck These guys can decide what the hell they want to do. If they don't want to sign, they don't have to sign. They go to AEW. I would love to see them in AEW have some awesome tag team matches. I wouldn't care if they stuck around the WWE. I I, I get that they're I'm indifferent. Good, indifferent. I'm good. I, I same here. I can I, I get that they're like a good traditional wrestling tag team. They don't ultimately do it for me, but I'm not bothered by them, and I am entertained with some of their matches, and maybe they're growing on me a little bit. But it I was mean, a shower scene that got you going, right? A little bit, no. It got me, got, really got me going. But now I gotta ask. The fact that they didn't sign these contracts is the WWE now taking liberties and saying, "Oh, well, now we're gonna embarrass you and we're gonna make you look stupid out there." I don't, I don't see how it's embarrassing. I mean, it made for amazing gifts, amazing memes. Um, it's a storyline with the Usos, which is considered the greatest tag team in the world, according to WWE fans. So, I mean, to me, it's like, yo, it was good. I like it. I, I, I thought it, it was, it was funny. funny that he was got his back shaved and he lost by like a backslide. I thought that was pretty <laughs> clever. And look, guys, that. you guys are going to, everyone's making fun of these guys because they're grown men and their towels are shaving towards backs. Do you not remember the epic segment in the WWE with Chris Jericho and Christian when they were backstage? I don't know. They remember. were in their towels. And the Dudley boys stole their duffel bags and went to the ring with their clothes and then basically threw them into the audience. And Christian and, and Jericho came out on top of the ramp and Bubba Ray's going through their stuff. Like, look at this shirt. Look at that. And then he pulls out this jar of cream and he's like, ass cream? Whose <laughs> ass cream is this? And then like Jericho and, and Christian are like arguing every week saying, like, was it mine? It was your ass cream. It was your ass cream. What, first of all, what's ass cream? That was that was hilarious. They just make a product called ass cream. And these guys are made fun of week after week. But look at Christian. Look at Jericho. They've gone on so to have good. good careers. So let it go. It's fun. I'm sure the revival, maybe they don't like it. Maybe they do. Who cares? They're getting paid to work for the WWE. And you can't always be on top. If they want to go to AEW, so be it. WWE is trying aggressively to hold on to talent. If they don't want to accept $500,000, $550,000 a year to stick with the WWE for a couple years, look, that contract might not be available when they're ready to sign. Or maybe they'll wait and see what happens with AEW. I honestly think probably making the smart move. But, you know, rocking the boat is that one thing to do as well, too, at this point in time. Whatever. It is what it is. And we'll see how things play out on TV. Now, Joey Ryan. Yeah, penis man. Penis man. So here's the thing. He comes to WWE. He's got to drop that gimmick. Of course. And he's ready to just do that? The man who's made a life out of doing the the uh, the centipede and uh, the, the penis grab throws and all that shit? He's going to drop it all. He's going to drop what made him Joey Ryan. And that's, isn't that going to kind of almost be like a sellout? I, I mean, I'm just saying. I didn't say he's going to WWE. I'm saying that it's speculated that he could be going to WWE. He's signing a contract. It's an exclusive deal. He's out of the indies. So it's either WWE or I guess AEW. I mean, I guess he could go to Impact or ROH or New Japan. But my guess is between those two, I could see McMahon going to get him just to have him so that AEW doesn't. But I don't see Joey giving up all those, those merch sales, all the pro wrestling tea, uh, pro wrestling tea stuff. And his gimmick of, of being a cock lord, man. I mean, like, I don't want to see that end. Plus, everyone's going to be like, Chanting dick stuff at him yeah, the entire yeah. time. I have to imagine it's Impact, just because Impact will give him more free reign. They're a little bit more edgier, um, and you know, if he's saying goodbye to the Indies altogether, 
signing a full-time deal to AEW. Like, I don't know if that's the case. Cause I know some of them are like signing full-time deals. Some of them actually are able to go wrestle in other, you know, scenes. So like Joy Ryan being signed exclusively to a, a, a promotion. I don't know. I mean, honestly, he would have to drop everything, but you know, what would be really, really cool. I was thinking if this whole Robert Roode mustache thing was a tie in to Joey Ryan coming in to the WWE. Too much I mean, credit to WWE. Yeah, that would be great. Though. It'd be awesome, mustache versus credit. mustache. Uh, come on guys. Money, 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 money. It'd be instead of hair versus hair, it's stash versus stash. Yeah, man. <laughs> and finally, the WWE pay-per-view backlash is no more. It's been renamed Stomping Grounds. Yeah, these guys are just not good at naming things. Dude, I love it. I love the name. I think it's a great name. What's wrong with this? Like Too, too long and like... Stomping Grounds. What's a three-syllable word? Meh. Not too long. I great guess WrestleMania 5, right? There you go. <laughs> no, uh, I like it. I don't, I don't think names even matter anymore. Uh, for pay-per-views because they have no relevance to Bring what's going on. Bring back in your house, man. Yeah. I remember the year that they came out with Backlash and Unforgiven and all that kind of stuff. It, and it was just like, it was based on a storyline and they would name their pay-per-view after the main event storyline, which is right. Just Backlash cool. was one that I didn't mind as much in terms of, like Fastlane I would have got rid of. Yeah, you sure. know, like that, that I would have got rid of, you know, what? they should also bring back like taboo Tuesday or cyber Tuesday, whatever they called it, where like you'd actually vote matches. So you feel like interactive. It'd be like, you know, Oh, uh, Roman Reigns, you want him to wrestle uh, Leo Rush or you want him to wrestle you Baron know, Corbin, Baron Corbin, you know, and it's, it's like, Baron Oh my Corbin. God, which, who do I want to wrestle? You know? So yeah. What's in the name? What's in the name? All right, guys, before we get into the Raw and SmackDown Live Roundup, we're going to take a quick pause, and we'll be back right after this. What's up, guys? We just wanted to take a quick second and tell you guys about this new app that we've been using. Uh, it's called PodCoin. It is a podcast player. It's great. If you're not familiar with it yet, I highly suggest you checking it out. It's a free app. It's available on iPhone, on Android, and you can actually use it. You could, you could turn your listens into money that you could put towards, you know, Starbucks gift cards, Amazon gift cards, or if you want to donate the cash to charity, you can do that as well. Subscribe to us on there. I mean, we're available there. All of our other podcast friends are available there as well. Um, and actually, if you're new to the app and use the code Talkamania, you'll get an extra 300 pod coins just for signing up if you use our code. So highly suggest checking it out today. Again, that's PodCoin, available on iPhone and on Android. Now let's go back to the show. Ah! <laughs> the fuck is that? Is that is that how we're gonna come in from our commercials from now on? Des is just gonna go. No. Ah! Just trying to fuck you up. I did last week too. I like it. I'm keeping it. That's staying in. No. All right, guys. This week, uh, we learned the Money in the Bank participants from Raw. They were announced. We got Braun Strowman, Ricochet, uh, Drew McIntyre, and Baron Corman. So we were pretty far off with our selections. I don't know. I didn't. We were drinking that night, and you caught me off guard with those uh, predictions. But I had a lot of fun. I'll say that. I texted you during the day to tell you we were going to do it. You said, good idea. Your text messages go right to my garbage, and then they're just (laughs) automated responses. That sounds like a good idea. That's all it is, man. It sounds like a good idea. It sounds like a good idea. I don't know. Just just to get you out of my hair. Oh, my heart. The golden gun. So what do you think about the picks? Uh, look, excited to start seeing names, 
A lot of people are all moany, groany, and pissy that there were no qualifying matches this time. Fuck, I hate qualifying matches. I hate them. And here's the thing. I agree. But if we had qualifying matches, people would be complaining that we have qualifying matches again, right? Oh, sure. yeah, I, yeah, feel I, like, I feel like that would be the, like, what? Now we have, every time it's qualifying matches, like, oh, yeah, for the next two weeks, we got to watch qualifying matches. It's like, well, they heard your complaints and they didn't give you qualifying matches this time. That's so right. relax, guys. But look, Braun Strowman is going to be in it a second time. Uh, I don't think he's going to be a winner because I don't think we're going to get a two-time winner. But maybe nope. this is the year to get the two-time winner. But I don't think Braun's going to be the one to do it. Interested to see him in the match. I have to imagine they're going to beat on him and take him out for long periods of time. He'll be lying on, on the back, outside the ring or something. Uh, Ricochet, really excited about this because he can yep. do lots of cool things. Yeah, I think he's going to be somebody to watch in this match. It will definitely highlight his abilities. I'm sure he's sitting at home pondering and thinking of things that he can do with this ladder. So it's going to be exciting to see. And McIntyre, love it. I don't care. Put him in this match. If it brings him closer to the championship, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. So really cool to have him in there. I'm a little bit nervous because he's a little bit larger. He might tear something uh, or get injured. But, you know, yeah. really cool to have him in that picture. And then we have Corbin. Uh, not as exciting. No, I have to say. Uh, I don't think there'll be a two-time winner. A lot of people are saying Corbin's going to do it, though. They think he's going to do it this year. He's going to win it again. And this is going to be Corbin's year. But, you know, it, people were not happy to have him in this match. Yeah. Uh, honestly, Braun Strowman, McIntyre, and Baron Corbin, uh, they're three huge, huge men. Uh, Ricochet's the only one that brings, like, some excitement for me for a ladder match. Um, and I guess McIntyre too, because I'm sure he'll have some pretty cool spots being a powerhouse. But Strowman and Baron Corbin, I could deal with that. I get why they're well, I get why Baron Corbin's in there. I don't really understand, um, why they booked Strowman to be in there, but it is what it is. And yeah, uh, I could see a nice Claymore kick while someone's holding the ladder to them in their face, that'd be really cool. But you see, the, I don't know if you watched the promo that they had in the ring, the four of them. <laughs> And Ricochet's like finally build up the courage to say something. Yeah. And he's all like, now you listen to me now. And like, and then Drew, Drew ripped Drew, him. Shut up. It's like, <laughs> Ricochet's like, ah. it's like, it was great. I loved it. It was good. And, and the dynamics between Baron Corbin and McIntyre were, were cool. So you're kind of seeing a split from them, even though they're both heels. Uh, really, really, you know what? It honestly ruined Rob for me that they went from that to a tag team match. I got through the tag team match, and pretty much after that, I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch something else. I think I went back to Apex Legends, and then I skimmed through Raw after. It was just it was a really shitty way to kick off the week. And then, and then we got on SmackDown. Uh, the men are going to be Orton, Ali, Andrade, and Finn Balor, which I think is a way better four than Raw got. Yeah, for sure. When you see the four on Raw, I was like, McIntyre, Ricochet, awesome! And then I saw SmackDown, and I'm like, Wow, that's not too bad. It's a pretty good pick. I don't know Orton being in there. I'm kind of a like I think it's stupid, but B I'm RKO, also man. That's all I'm also smart. interested to see what he can do in this type of match because I don't know. This is first match. I'm not sure first money in the bank, but I don't recall seeing him in many ladder matches at that. And yes, you're definitely going to see an RKO. It'll probably be Ali. He'll he'll take it off the top of the ladder. Yep, and uh, that'll be the big spot, the big reason why Orton's in the match. Uh, but seeing Ali, I think, similar to Ricochet, a match that's going to highlight their abilities. Mm-hmm. And uh, Andrade. I mean, God, I wouldn't even mind if Andrade won this match. If, if, if Drew he won it. He would be a really good candidate. Andrade though. won it. Like, I really don't care. I, uh, fantastic. I want to see him in this. I want to see what he can do. 
and Balor caught me by surprise. I didn't think the the IC champion was going to be in this match. And to be quite honest with you, although I like him being in this match, I would have preferred Aleister Black. And I'm wondering why the hell he wasn't in this match. And I have to feel bad for the guy because since he's moved back to SmackDown, it's killed his momentum. Yeah, well, okay. First of all, there's no Lars. I always want to call him Lars Eller. Lars Sullivan. If, if you don't know who Lars, Lars Eller is, is a hockey, hockey player. player, yes. <coughs> Lars Sullivan, uh, I'm he's actually really happy about that in my notes. I, I, did, I, did I keep the exclamation point in yeah, there? Yeah, no, no Lars Sullivan exclamation mark. No Alistair Black, question mark, question mark. There used to be a, a smiley face next to the Lars one, but I needed to make room, and so I, I cut that out. But I was really happy that there was no Lars. I just feel like it'd be too soon, and I feel like he'd be reckless and injure some people. So. Or himself. Yeah, plus he sucks. He does. I keep saying this every week. I have this feeling that something's going to happen. He's either going to screw up inside or outside the ring, and his career is going to be cut short. I just can't imagine years of Lars Sullivan. He just does not do it for me. No, he doesn't. And and speaking of, of Aleister Black, we got another ominous promo this week on SmackDown. Uh, you mentioned it. It's killing his momentum. I feel like they're booking him to kind of be the new type of dark Undertaker, Bray Wyatt, uh, you know, the dark feel of the WWE right now. I don't like... I The promos look cool, but he's just talking in circles. And I'm like, this, he's not going after anybody in particular. He's just talking about dark stuff and scary stuff. And it's just, Bray Wyatt is doing a child show and it's less childish than Aleister Black's promos. Put it that way. Hmm. All right. That's a good tangent to go off on. Let's talk about Bray Wyatt's Firefly Funhouse. It's in the notes. Let's jump to it. Uh, You digging it still? You liked it this week? Fucking right, man. It's like... I look forward to it the same way I used to look forward to the Fashion Police every week. Hmm. And you think they should be playing the same one on both Raw and SmackDown? No, I think that's a huge mistake. I mean, for us, for the Marks, for the Hardcores. But I get why they're doing it. Well, they probably only produce so much. But they should have been producing it way ahead of time, had way many more episodes lined up, and be recording them currently as well, too, at the well, same time. I, I think it's more just if you didn't watch Raw, you're going to get it on SmackDown, and vice versa. Well, they want people to watch it. They want to make sure everyone's checking out what's going on. Uh, you know, it trended worldwide, so it's pretty big deal. Uh, I really liked week one. Week two, I didn't think it was as good. I, I liked the liked I liked the little rabbit's voice. I thought it was cool. It was like, "Hey, what's up, dude?" You know, I think that was kind of cool. <laughs> but I don't know. I think yeah, I want to see where this is going. I want to see oh, where let it, it leads to slow burn. Let it go. Let's go. Right. I want more. It didn't do it know. as much for me this week, but I, I do or, like it. I like that they're doing something with, with Bray. I just hope, like, they're really, like, blatantly ripping off Pee Wee, too, with the word of the day, but I guess that's where the inspiration comes from. Sociopath. Sociopath. They didn't explain what the word meant. Come on. They don't need to. Uh, and Kids then, are going to go and use it and be like, hey, teacher, you're a sociopath. Like, do you know what that means? No. I don't even get how kids are watching Ron SmackDown. Like, it's on pretty late. My kids are in bed. When I was a kid, like PG kid, I don't think it was up till 10 o'clock on a no, school No, my, my bedtime used to be like 8, 9 if I was lucky and I'd catch Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You weren't watching fucking Raw or SmackDown, but whatever. That It is what it is. Um, and Randy Orton tweeted out to Bray Wyatt today on Twitter, which is pretty cool. So he's making some references. So I don't know. At least we got to see where that second picture was. 
Because in episode one, there was the nail on the wall beside, I guess it's Sister Abigail or whoever oh, it is. Oh, true. So we got to see the second one. And it was the burning house from Randy Orton's time. I just so, hope that we meet new cast. Similar to Pee Wee where we had Cowboy Curtis Bo Dallas and, and Prince Devon. Yeah, Bo Dallas would be cool. But now he's on SmackDown. We saw the move over this week. Well, we don't uh, know where Bray is. Uh, we well, yeah, we, I think yeah, he's raw. I think he. I think he's raw. They're airing it on both. They're airing it on yeah, both. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe to try to get viewership across. But yeah, I, I have to take a look at that. I guess more in detail. But my impression was he was on Raw. But you're raising a good point. Uh, I'd like to see Nikki Cross on there. We talked about yep. that. Um, even man, if you're gonna do it, bring back Luke, Har- Luke Harper. If you're gonna hold him hostage, make the best out of it. Put him in this some way or the other. But I know they won't. They're not Luke only Harper holding. Would be so good on it. He would not be only... so good. He'd be, he'd be so good or no good? So good. Yeah, for sure. They use him the right way, but I feel like now it's like you asked for your release, now you're in the doghouse. And they're extending time on all these people's contracts. They're doing it on Luke Harper. You were injured. We're going to extend six months on your contract. And Dash Wilder now too. He was injured, and they're, he said, you don't want to sign your contract? Okay, we're going to extend your contract. So you can't get out until you know three or four months later. So that's – I can't – you know, they're butting heads, WWE and the Revival and other superstars who are trying to get out of their contracts. So uh, we just want the, what's the be- what's best for them. And, you know, if you're not going to use Harper intelligently, put them back with uh, Bray and maybe they can do some stuff on the Firefly Funhouse. Mm, fair enough. Fair enough. We're going to get Miz and Shane McMahon rematch at Money in the Bank. Uh, this time it's in a cage. Uh, Miz TV came back on Raw this week. So that was cool. Yeah, so I was happy to see this feud extend just because I thought it was a weird way to end it. You know, for them to have the WrestleMania match, having Miz lose, he's a good guy because of, you know, the Miz and Mrs., uh, which I'm actually watching now, and I, I it's stupid, but I it's enjoy so it. It's so scripted, but it's so good. Yeah, it's so, it's very, very, very scripted. It's funny. Um, but yeah, it's funny. But Miz is a nice guy, and he's now a nice guy in the WWE. I'm pretty sure he he says that he he wanted Lashley as his first guest. I'm pretty sure it was probably the last pick that he would have. And then we have Bobby Lashley speaking in the third person now. He calls himself Bobby Lashley. I like and, it. And eh, whatever it is, they're trying something new. Leo Rush is no longer his voice piece, as far as I can tell. They removed him from Bobby Lashley's site again. A uh, latest is that Leo Rush is in some hot water behind the scenes, voicing his opinion a little bit too much. He is dead. I like well, Leo Rush. I did like Leo Rush too. I think we're probably the only two that did. Like <laughs> probably. Maybe. My man, Bobby Lashley. 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 Yeah, for sure, man. And he was a good wrestler. But yeah, if he's in the back and he's rustling feathers and he honestly thinks he's top shit and he should be in the main event picture, like, come on, man. You know, you have a role to play. And But anyways, there's dirt sheets. They're going to embellish stuff. And, yep. you know, I'm hearing that the writer that was really a big advocate for him and giving him spots on TV is no longer with the company. So I'm pretty sure that hurts his standings as well, too. So anyways, regardless, Leo Rush is currently out of the picture. Love him or hate him. Maybe he'll go to NXT 205 Live. We'll find out soon enough. Point is, Miz TV back Monday Night Raw. Lashley and him go at it. And during the match, Shane McMahon, it's not a skip, McMahon came out, interfered, cost Miz the match. Nice not a nice, a very poor-looking spear, takes out The Miz, and we have Shane versus The Miz 
at Money in the Bank in a cell match. So I'm happy. I'm excited for this. I feel Miz is going to get his big win here, and it'll probably finish off the feud or come close to finishing it off. However, I feel this is good because we talked last week, or it might have been the week before, but I think it was last week, where I was saying it was just a weird way to end the feud. Just yeah, it was have, an odd way to end the feud. It was. The Miz gets on Raw, he attacked Shane, and then that's it. And then the next week he's fine and it's over. And it's like, well, wait, there should be unfinished business. Like, he kicked the shit out of Shane at WrestleMania. And then Shane got the win and gloats in his face. Like, there's unfinished business there by my calculations. So, uh, Let's hope this is the payoff. Let's hope this is it. Because, I mean, I love the Miz, but he can be doing way better things than feuding with Shane McMahon. Could also be they're both on top of the cage punching each other. And then he punches Shane and he falls off the cage through a table and wins again. Probably. You're probably right. He's the best in the world, though. He's the best in the world. Take note, CM Punk. Uh, Jimmy and Jey Uso wrapped on their way to the ring this week on Raw. Um, and well into commercial, and then well after commercial. Yeah, and and they were almost laughing while they were doing it, because they were like, this this is shit. Their music stopped, it came back on, they looked at each other. Um, what the heck is going on with the tag division on Raw? Look, I guess they figured the sing-along works with our truth Maybe it's going to work with the Usos. I don't know. I also heard it doesn't. The, I also heard that the Usos wanted to try this themselves. You know, they were trying to reinvent themselves on Raw, and people were saying that if they could do this for a few weeks, it looks like it's stupid right now. But the crowd might start catching on in a few weeks. So I don't think so. I wouldn't be inclined to sing and rap. Here's my question: If I started eating shit and I did it. And you said, what the fuck are you eating shit for? And then I decided, I'm going to do it for a few weeks. <laughs> because I do it for a few weeks, you're going to start eating shit? No, but I let you eat shit for a few weeks. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> you dick. Uh, let's talk women's money in the bank. We got to know all the participants this week. Um, the big snub to Sasha Banks, which we'll get to. Um, but we got Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, and Alexa Bliss representing Raw. Um, I'm very excited. I think this is like, well, there's not many people to pick from, I guess, on Raw. Raw's not going to win this match. I mean, like, look at look who's in this on the. Raw I don't know, man. If Raw's Naomi not winning wins, this. honestly, if no. any of those four win, I'm happy, man. If any of those four win, I am happy. No, happy. none of these. It's Natalia's not going to win. She had her a year last year or before that when she was a SmackDown Women's Champion for a while. Uh, I, I, I know, I'd be happy for. Any of them, like you said. Yeah, Natty's I'd be not happy for Nat. I'd be happy to see Natty go up there and win. I'd be happy to see Naomi win. I'd be happy to see Alexa Bliss be a brat and make people boo and the internet explode for her winning for a second time and cashing it in. It'd be great. Look, but I will say, as much as you count Dana Brooke out, and I don't think she's going to win this match, I'm excited for her because this is a hell of an opportunity for her. Yeah. Blonde, she- big tits. She might win. Okay, that's your opinion. Mine okay. is mine is that she's got the chance to... She's been talking a lot of talk all over social media. In front of Ronda Rousey, you felt that she was real there for a moment. So this is a chance. This is a chance for her to go out there and show people that she can be a key player. This is a make or break for her. If she goes out there and has a great match and has some great spots, great chemistry, I think it can help maybe push her a little bit higher up. Raw has been diluted. Their their women's tag team champion, uh, sorry, women's tag team division. So maybe this can be the start of something good for her. So I'm just purely excited to have her in this match to see what she can do. And I would have liked to have seen on the SmackDown side Lana being involved because I would have liked to see what she could have done in this scenario. But alas, she is not part of the SmackDown crew. 
No, we got Ember Moon, Carmella, Mandy Rose, and Bailey. Um, I, you know, when they announced that uh, Mandy and Sonya were both going to be in, I was kind of excited. I was like, oh, here we go. This is going to be the end of that. It's going to be some cool dynamic. And then when it was just Mandy Rose alone, I'm not going to lie, as much as I like Mandy, I was somewhat disappointed because I did want to see what Sonya Deville can do. Um, but I think that the picks on SmackDown, I, I could probably drop Carmella for Lana, and I would agree with you on that. That could have been interesting. Right. So, again, I don't think Carmella's going to win this match. Um, look, I kind of agree with you on the whole Mandy and Sonya thing. I think this match would have been good to highlight Sonya. I want to see what yep. she can do. I feel like Manny's been getting a little bit more of the opportunities. Well, because uh, she has blonde hair and big boobs, and that's what I'm getting at. Vince McMahon loves it. Uh, the guys back, they love it. Um, I'm sure the board members love it. I mean, who doesn't love it? <laughs> boobs are nice. Yeah, blonde, yeah, boob, yeah, boobs are good. Boobs are good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, now this is, again, another put-up-or-shut-up moment for Manny Rose. Let's see how she can deliver. If she can take a – I think in this match, she needs to take a bump. She needs to earn a stripe. In this match, she needs to take a bump in this match. So interested to see what she can do. Uh, I don't see her winning. I really hope we get the uh, clips off of a ladder. That yeah, who takes it? That's the question I was going to ask you next. Uh, I could see it being Carmella. It's Carmella or Dana Brooke. Or Dana Brooke, yeah. yeah. It could be. They're Dana, Brooke's, be in that spot. Dana Brooke's in this match just because nobody else wanted to take the Eclipse. So it's like, oh, you're going to go in there. and We're not going to tell you yet, but you're going to take an Eclipse off the 20-foot ladder. Uh, Early but, prediction. Early oh, prediction, right, right, there. exactly where I was headed. Okay, let's go. So, I have to ultimately think, I mean, I'm going to narrow down the two women, I think, quite easily. I think it's going to be either Ember Moon or Bailey. Though that's Those are my two picks, I would say. Mm. Uh, and maybe, and I was reading on social media today, one of our followers had tweeted out saying, it would be amazing if Bailey won the Women's Money in the Bank match Cashes in that night and makes the SmackDown Championship match a triple threat. Because Bailey wouldn't, mm. Bailey wouldn't come in and like steal a win. She would put herself See, in fairly. I, I would think. That's the problem with the dynamic of Money in the Bank is that it's very hard for a face to win this because ultimately it's a dick fucking move, right? So unless you're a heel or you're a face that is going to become a heel when they cash in, it's. It's an asshole move to pull this. That's why I'd, I, I don't know. It's well, Bailey showed some frustration over the past weeks. It could be her taking a heel turn, but Bailey always seems to do the right thing, and she's a role model. So she could easily come down and put herself in that triple threat match. It's possible. I mean, we yeah, don't it's, know. It's, it's definitely possible. And the question that a lot of people are posing on, uh, oh, you on know Twitter what? is: Maddie Rose might win it too. Maddie Rose could win this. Dude, I could see her being a heel Alexa with Bliss the briefcase. Could win this. But she's already done it. I don't feel like we're going to have a second year winner this year. So I, I have to I, feel like it could very well be Manny Rose. They have her with this briefcase and they use this. I don't know. Unless, but then again, maybe they're tying this whole like Sonya and Manny thing to, to push their storyline further because there's been that tension between them here and there. So let's say Manny Rose wins, goes to cash in, and Sonya Deville costs her the cash in. Maybe. But there's a lot of things that could happen. Uh, people were posting on Twitter if. Bailey beats Lacey in the first match, and then Becky. Becky yeah, beats if Lacey. Becky, yeah, if Becky beats Lacey in the first match, and then has both the belts against Charlotte, one does Charlotte win both? Which I don't think it is. But if nope. somebody cashes in in that match, can they cash in on both titles? Great question, and I think they should play on that. I think that would be a good way to do that. 
It would be. Yeah. Bailey two belts. I'm interested. Bailey two belts. I don't want to see Bailey win though. I mean, I want to see her win Money in the Bank, but I don't really want to. It'd be really a good feel her. good moment for Money in the Bank. Yeah. But again, she's gonna she's gonna cash in like a puss. But imagine mm-hmm. for Sasha, right? Sitting at home, they wanted her back for Money in the Bank, and Ooh. you said you said they gave her the dirty, but I'm pretty sure they were like I she's like, I'm not coming back, or at least now, and she wasn't gonna be in this match. And for them to be like, okay, we understand. And then they kind of like almost out of spite pushed Bailey, you know, in her place. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> I would enjoy that. I don't know. It's tough. I'll, I know I'm excited for that uh, eclipse off the ladder. I think that's like everybody's expecting it. Um, and I'm excited to see what Dana Brooke can do. If I'm going to pick an early winner, if I'm going to pick an early winner, I'm going to go with Maddie Rose, though, just because mm-hmm. I think she's going to get that push. Might be about time for her. Maybe so. All right, where do you want to go to next? Uh, let's keep it with the women. Uh, people are saying Becky Lynch is getting stale. I know you've said it a few times. She's kind of cutting similar promos every week on Raw and SmackDown. Uh, this week she got into a brawl with Lacey Evans, and I'm going to highlight the word again. Again, another brawl with Lacey Evans. So it's kind of the same thing that we're seeing from her every week. I don't think she's going stale. I just think that the booking was so good heading into WrestleMania that this is the cool off. And it's really hard, I think, to book in today's day and age somebody having two championships. I like her having the two belts. And I'm not bo- I'm not bored with her yet. I don't think it's stale, but I feel it will get stale very soon. Um, you know, cutting coming out, cutting the same promo, and then her I think for the past Two months, three months, it's just been brawls, 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 brawls. And we like to see it. We like to see them be brawled, separated, yep. brawled, separated, brawl. Hoping a, a, a you know, nipple slips out. Whoa, you know, make me a hoping, sandwich. Hoping there's some, some blood gets drawn or something. Like She she actually gave um, Lacey a pop to the nose this week. You saw Lacey's face was very, very red. Uh, I like the aggression. And look, man, I was here knocking Lacey months ago, and I do feel like she's definitely holding her own in this feud. Yep. Uh, she's coming out, she's cutting good promos, she's getting physical, uh, she can wrestle hard. So I'm actually interested in this match to see where this goes. Um, you know, I definitely agree that there's women in the back that maybe deserve a push, and this could be a reason why Sasha is salty, because, you know, she sees women like Lacey Evans walking up and down the ramp and all of a sudden put into the title picture where she's waiting for her turn. Um, you know, there's been many, I guess, booking frustrations on the women's side, but look, Lacey Evans was the one they chose, and she's definitely working her ass off to make them not regret that choice. Uh, So I'm interested in the feud. I'm actually looking forward to this match at Money in the Bank. Me too. But I will say, you know, you're treading on thin ice. I don't want to see the same thing every week where she comes out, cuts the same promo, and gets in a brawl every week because she's a fighting champion and she'll fight anybody anytime. Um, But look, it could be worse. We could be seeing her still feuding with Charlotte Flair. Well, she is. Oh, <laughs> she just needs a small little subtle change. Remember when Alexa Bliss was on top of the world? She was the champion on SmackDown and the champion on Raw, winning Money in the Bank. And everybody was like, oh, her act's kind of getting stale. She just needed this slight little change to put her back over. Unfortunately, she got injured. And I feel like Becky Lynch is in the same position. She's not stale, but she needs another moment like the invasion with the bloody nose. She needs another moment where she beats the shit out of Ronda Rousey. She needs another moment that's going to kind of, you know, not that she has to get over again. She gets, she has to get over like a little bit more every couple of weeks. Just do something like, like Austin used to do. Whenever you thought Austin couldn't get any better, 
he would fuck on the McMahon somewhat differently and everybody would just lose their fucking mind. Well, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because I was watching when I went back and watched like the old Macho Man stuff with my girl. We were watching uh, old Attitude Era stuff and I was showing how the crowd reacted when Macho and um, Elizabeth got back together and like the crowd would never shut up back then. They would like yeah, cheer no as loud as they could for the from the start to the finish of the show. It was crazy. And she was just amazed at how loud the crowd was. And then I would show her that. And I also showed her the pops Austin used to get when the glass hit. It was insane. Go back and watch Austin, like, helping Mick Foley win the championship. Or, you know, coming out, you know, during a, an episode of Raw or SmackDown or the invasion angles. Man, the crowd would, the roof would blow off the arena. It was amazing. Yeah. You don't hear pops like that unless you're in Montreal, you know, maybe. But... You know, uh, come on, you got to do something. Like you said, find some way to keep elevating Becky. It seems like they're satisfied with, with where she is. Let's make her anti-authority. Let's make her something, something, you know? I don't know. They, they should have almost, like, instead of having Charlotte come after her, they should have had her go after Charlotte. Like, Charlotte should have been feuding with somebody else and beating the shit out of somebody else. Like, let's say, you know when Charlotte and Dana Brooke were together? I actually thought it was, like, a really good dynamic. Like, something similar to that where they're doing the beatdown on somebody like Bailey or some shit like that. And then, boom, Becky Lynch's music hits and she kind of saves the day. Like, she hasn't been on Raw for a few weeks and then she comes and saves the day. Something like that to get that pop. Like like you said, Austin's glass breaking. People would go crazy. If you smell. And then he would run yeah. out and it would just be like, people would be losing their fucking minds, man. Or even when Kane used to do it sometimes, just the fire would hit and he would save somebody. And it was just like... So we gotta let go. Is it to do with the theme music and that instant like, or you smell or that? A little bit, yes. But I feel like you know Seth Rollins has the when he when he runs out, it's burn it down right from the beginning. Right. And and Becky has it just like, and like they could do it, man. They could do it with her. She should be. They should have been building something for her to break down again. That's how you get Becky over with the fans. They can't get lazy now. We had a great WrestleMania outcome for her. The fans that wanted this to happen made history. They keep letting us know every week that she made history. Uh, but yes, we got we got to see more. I want to see more development, and I don't want it to end there. So we'll see. The thing is, okay, and I was thinking about this over the last few weeks, is that WWE has been searching for that you know one person that they could sell millions of dollars of merch with that they could you know. Put the entire company behind. We had it with John Cena. They tried to do it with Roman. It's not working out. They, you know, Becky was chasing it. She got up. She's selling merch. Why? Why can't we just accept that we live in a world today where we get bored of stuff really quickly? And why can't it just be a rotation? Wait, wait, wait. We're fickle. We're fickle. Daniel's right. We're fickle. We're fickle pickles. But for Christ's sakes, why not just have a rotating champion? Who gives a shit? Like. Not even a rotating champion, just a flavor rotating, of like, the month. Whatever's hot at that yeah, point in time, man. Like Rusev Day, put it over. Go till we're done oh. with it. Stop making one person having to be it all. Like those days are gone. They're over. It, it. Anyways, that's just where I'm at. I'm a little bit frustrated. I can tell. Um, yeah. Uh, Becky and Bailey on SD Live. It was a good match. I was hyped for this match, and. Um... I think I was like making dinner and I went to the kitchen and then I came out and it was just done. Like I, it was short. I don't know. It was short. It was a little bit underwhelming and I thought it would be more of a concrete or questionable outcome, but no, Becky just won and Charlotte came out and yeah, it was, I didn't even see Charlotte come out. That's how quick the whole thing was. So 
Did you? Ex- well, I know you you were expecting it to be better, but did you really expect it to be good? <laughs> I thought Becky versus Bailey could have been a really good match on SmackDown, and I was excited. I know, but just commercials. This is my problem with Raw and SmackDown: is that the matches are never good. So, like, I never like match comes on, I'm on Twitter machine. The promos I'll sit there and watch. There's never a commercial break during a promo. And these commercial breaks during the match just kill it. Even even in the entrances, it just kills it. Well, Ruins it for me. The entrances are barely shown. You're talking about promos, and I, I have a question that kind of maybe scratched my head. Uh, and I thought about this many times in the past. Why have we never seen anybody sneeze during a promo? I've never seen anybody sneeze, fake it, like kind of hold the sneeze, go to their side and sneeze. Or yeah, I why why is it that nobody sneezed during a promo? I've sneezed on the podcast a lot. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Have we seen somebody cough? Well, I mean, you can easily kind of be like, put the mic down and just go like, <clears throat> or whatever, you know, like yeah. But like sneeze is like you're like, oh shit, it's coming. It's oh, yeah. a time bomb, right? Like, what can I do? And the lights are there, right? And lights can make you sneeze when you look into yeah. them. So it's like, oh damn, where do I go with this? And like. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just surprised we've never seen anybody sneeze or try to hide a sneeze. We've seen Natty fart a lot. She referenced that on social media this week, eh? Because Dana's well, like, did you watch photo shoot? She was on photo shoot, I think, after SmackDown or Raw. First of all, this what week? is photo shoot? Oh, it's a great show on WWE Network. Have you not watched it? It's nine ninety nine a month if you want to subscribe. That's like you did- that's like four hundred dollars a month Canadian. <laughs> no, photo shoot's good, man. They just put like a superstar in front of like um, a screen and they show photos and they just talk about it from the past. Uh, oh, so nice. Natty went back and talked about her farting time. She said she hated it. She didn't like the angle. She likes to forget about it and not really talk about it. Oh, well, she talked about it this week on social media when Dane was talking about not having chances and uh, she brought up the her being gassy in the past and like not getting proper chances. So... It was pretty funny. If you guys haven't seen that, check it out. Some funny stuff. Natty Hart letting some fart. I love toilet humor. Not a lot of people do. I love it. I'm like a little kid. It's like, ah. All right. Uh, Raw closed the show this week with another contract signing. Dez's favorites. We know how much he loves oh. the contract signings. It's so refreshing because we never see them. Uh, it was between AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. Uh, I detected some shades of an AJ Styles turn, and I don't think that I'm the only one. I think everybody did. Um, I like the references of the Shield not being there anymore. It kind of made us think, hey, is this a chance for the club? Well, it might be because Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows are now on Raw. Big we'll, Luke! We'll see what happens. We know that they're not re-signing their contracts with the WWE. So maybe the WWE is trying to say, hey, man, look, go over to Raw. You can travel with AJ Styles because they're all traveling buddies and they're tight family. And look, when they were when he was a heel before, if you would Cena, he had the good brothers with him. So yep. I think having those guys with him is going to be helpful to AJ. It's going to be helpful to them. We saw some signs of it this week. Uh, you know, AJ Styles, even when he is a heel, you still cheer him a little bit. You could tell, you know, he, he kind of showed those signs of being a heel this week. And, you know, is a contract signing, as much as I hate them, segment ended up all right. It was a good one. A that good one. table spot was good. It was well done. Everything was timed in the right place. You think AJ's going to do the forearm and go through the table himself. But no, they did it. So Seth went through. It looked good. So right. Did you expect anything other than that looking great? Well, with AJ I expected it to be phenomenal, and that's what it was. So 
Great segment from these guys. A great way to kind of start snowballing towards the Money in the Bank match between these two. I have to think this is not going to be a one and done. I think these guys might feud for a few pay-per-views, and I'm okay with that. Yep. I, as long as we get heel AJ Styles, I've been talking so long how I miss that. So it's going to be exciting to see. I'm down for it, and uh, it's going to be phenomenal. Did I say that already? Match. Did I say that? Phenomenal? Phenomenal. Yeah, probably a few times. Uh, ho- hopefully they give them the time that they deserve. At Money in the Bank, and I really hope it doesn't end in a disqualification, which is what everybody thinks it's going to end up with, some sort of a run-in or, I don't know. But I think I, it's going to be a show-stealer, man. We're waiting uh, a long I time think, for this. I think it's going to be a great match, absolutely. Um, make sure to check this one out, because it's going to be a good old-fashioned barn burner. <laughs> you caught me off guard with that one. I like it. Uh, I'm not looking forward to this at all. I don't get it. Um, I told you, Samoa Joe... That title, it's a fucking curse. As much as I respect the legend of Rey Mysterio, I don't care about Rey Mysterio anymore. (laughs) It's over. I like to see him in the Rumble. I like to see him in Battle Royals. That's it. And I know that sounds bad, but that's it. He squashed him in like under a minute mania. And now they got his like super giant son involved in this. It's weird. I don't get it. Um... The fuck is going on here? Did you watch? Were you a viewer back then when they had the whole Rey Mysterio feud with Eddie Guerrero and Dominic was there as a as a young toddler? Okay, I saw uh, uh, a picture on Twitter about a battle for custody mm-hmm. <laughs> match, mm-hmm. and I was like, I thought it was just like a joke, like a reference because like how weird the Samoa Joe thing has been. So I did Google it, and I was just like, okay. That would make this match better because <laughs> he kind of looks like he's related to Samoa Joe a bit. Well, so. not just that. A lot of people are joking. He looks like Walter. <laughs> yeah, he looks oh, a little bit like Walter. Fuck. There's a few other ones out there too. And like, yeah, he, he definitely doesn't necessarily look outside of like the eyes, I guess. Doesn't look like Ray and the size difference. I mean, like his wife must be quite tall. Or, or How big is his wife? Yeah, like, I don't know. Or some genes in the family or something. But uh, yeah, it's his son. Uh, he's training to be a wrestler. And I guess he's trying to get him involved in the industry. And um, you know what? Look, yeah, Samoa Joe, another loss. Uh, it wasn't a very convincing loss. He really, Samoa Joe had to kind of help him to get that kind of pinned down. It yep. looks like Samoa could have escaped at any point in time. But the story being told is, A, you're giving back a win to Rey Mysterio. But guys, look, you know Samoa Joe likes the mind games. Played them with AJ Styles. He's played them with many a foe. And I feel like we're going to get a great program with Rey Mysterio and Samoa Joe where he's going to play deep psychological mind games with Dominic, and they'll be involved. So that's got me interested a little bit, seeing him in the ring. Maybe he'll take some bumps now that he's training to be a wrestler. Um, you know, we'll see. You know, I, I still think there's some just some chance and some, some life in Samoa Joe. He put Rey Mysterio on his shoulders. Yeah, that was weird. It Like, I could never imagine in a million years ever doing that to my dad <laughs> like or imagine right now dad. imagine right now your son who's what like four years old yeah do, doing that to you and he's older and you're an old an old fart if if that wasn't pre-planned when i got backstage i would have beaten the shit out of my kid <laughs> like yo i get him small bud but what the fuck are you doing little emasculating so yeah it was pretty uh that was something like unless he like spun and hurricane ron and his son and was like fuck you Dude, they did just... that. They did the handshake, pound, like hug, like 
five times during their backstage promo over and over and over. And he dresses it's like cringy. The Rock. He got that black like shirt with the gold chain, and people were putting him next to the picture when The Rock had his fanny pack. Uh, it's a bit <sighs> cringy, but it's look, bad. I like when Samoa plays his head games, and I feel like this is a perfect situation where he can get to do that. So we'll see what happens. All right, fair enough. Um, Hardy Boys dropped their tag team titles on SmackDown Live this week. It seemed like a Lars Sullivan promo more than anything else. What a waste um, having them win the titles in that big moment and then only well, to have them drop it. It's just bad luck, it. right? Yeah, absolutely. But it seems like bad luck comes across a lot. Uh, Hardy was out with a shoulder injury and shoulder surgery like a year ago, and now he's going to be out again long-term because of a, a knee reconstruction. So, like, I don't know, man. It's a little bit disappointing. Where the, what happens with the tag team titles now? Well, you know, maybe a tournament. Maybe they'll just give them to somebody who... There is wow. nobody on SmackDown Live in the tag team division. You got the B team. You got who else we got? Well, look, maybe the it's a good time to bring the B heavy team. Machinery? Maybe Look, yeah, oh, yeah, that could be it. It could be heavy machinery. I was going to say, now that you're putting the B team with maybe a Shane McMahon's lackeys, maybe it could be a good thing to put them on them and then make, give them some more credibility because they've been a joke. But they've always been a joke. So yep. I don't. I really don't know. You're right. There's really not that many strong. I, I don't think they'll ever Smackdown not be a joke teams. until they're not the B team anymore. <laughs> With those horrid shirts, I know they were good for like three weeks. <laughs> Speaking of tag team division, Oscar and Kyrie Sane, they put him in a squash match this week. Uh, Whatever. Some more showcasing. I'm happy to horrible. see the showcasing. But look, man, we've been talking how stacked this women's roster is on SmackDown. Put two women together. Who cares if they lose? It's fine. I just I, I like that it helps the local talent, gives them exposure. It's good for wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would have liked to see them against more credible opponents. That aside, the two ladies put on a good match. They had some good chemistry back and forth. Doing some of that Io Shirai, Kairi Sane, kind of running around them like monkeys. It was really yeah, cool. Butt pirate stuff. Butt pirate stuff. And ultimately getting you know the big win with the elbow drop. And it looks like they're lining up to have a, a tag team match one-on-one with the Iconics, I'm guessing, at Money in the Bank. Yep. And I would assume they're going to win unless they do like a roll-up with a foot on the rope or some kind of dirty trick. But I'm liking where it's headed. If it means these guys get the tag team titles, awesome. The one thing I didn't like about this was, and it left me very confused, was their entrance. Like, Asuka's music started, and then Kyrie's cut in. And then it no, cut back opposite. to Oscars. Oh, and did then it? it cut back to Kyrie's. And it doesn't matter what order it was in. You get what I'm oh, saying. Oh, I didn't notice that. I didn't it wasn't that. even like half half like Sheamus and Cesaro. They would go back and forth. So it just made no sense. It was like Oscar, pirate music, Oscar, pirate music. And it's like, <laughs> what? So, dude, if you're gonna invest in this tag team, put them together. Make some work to put the, put a good theme song together. Have them come out to Oscar's theme. It works a little bit better than the pirate theme. It doesn't Neither really work for Oscar. New and then, theme. And then you see the three of them walk out to the ring. Like Paige looks like she like literally doesn't talk to these people at all. And then just like meets them backstage to walk out, walks out with them, and then like does her job and leaves. Like there's no chemistry between them at all. If it's Guaranteed. because if it's for promos, like they're they're not cutting promos. So why is Paige there? So I I harp on Paige all the time. I'm not a fan of hers. And maybe the WWE is listening to our podcast, which I know they are, and they're like, For sure. Des, we want you to like Paige. We're going to put them together with your two favorite girls, Kyrie Sane and Asuka. And, you know, I, I applied for the job to be the manager. They didn't accept me. Apparently, they knew I was <laughs> friends with Leo Rush. They didn't like that kind of heat. Um, so, look, it's Paige, but I'm not going to be one over. 
I don't see the chemistry. You were saying in a couple weeks from now, I'm going to be loving this whole mix with Paige. So far, not feeling it. I think that the Iconics are going to try and pull a fast one at Money in the Bank. Paige is going to smoke one of them and uh, kind of be, you know, the equalizer in that match for them. And then after that, I hope to see, you know, some more promos. But I don't know, man. I think it would work if Paige was like, uh, was if, if these three were heels. Really. Like if, if Kyrie, I know Kyrie can't maybe not pull it off yet because she's so likable, but Oscar could be a great heel, I'm sure of it. And just kind of be like quiet little in the shadow ninjas while Paige talked a whole bunch of shit. They should make a Yakuza, Yakuza group, man. Shinsuke, Kyrie, Asuka, Io, put them all in black, you know, like. And then just have know. Paige be their mouthpiece? No, Paige, get the hell out. <laughs> Go ahead. Unemployment. <laughs> all right, let's wrap it up with what I thought was probably the best thing to take away from this week. Um, Kevin Owens, the Kevin Owens, uh, and Kofi Kingston storyline is really starting to take some shape here. Uh, this week we saw them make the match at Money in the Bank official. I like how we're seeing a little bit without it having to be a serious side of the new day. They have no choice but to, but to take this seriously, and it's working. And 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 the subtle change from them having to, I don't even know how to explain it, but they did a good job at going from. Crazy new day to a more serious new day without making that big of a deal about it. I agree. Uh, one of my concerns was how Kofi would be as a champion. You know, coming out pancakes, jumping around all goofy. A lot of people are saying he's got to be more serious. He's got to be a bit more aggressive. And I agree. I agree he needs to be a bit more credible and kind of take, take it a little bit more serious. But look, Kofi is Kofi. I don't want him to change who he is. But when he comes out and he cuts his initial promo with Michael Cole, it wasn't a great promo. It's kind of like, yeah, man. Whoa, man. Yeah. The feelings are like, man. Yeah, man. And it's like, I want to hear like substance, intelligent words, a good, solid promo. And I know Kofi's got it in him. Uh, maybe work on that a little bit. Um, so I was a little bit concerned. I was concerned that he were not going to get this this wrestler who is serious because there's been a lot of talk about it. And even JR was saying, Jim Ross was saying, oh, Kofi's got to be more of a, of a serious, aggressive champion. And I didn't want the WWE to turn back next week and be like, all of a sudden he's serious. Yeah. Uh, it looks like he's progressively becoming serious this week, and I like that. I think it was good. Look, we saw the way uh, Big E was uh, injured, and I think in a sense it was a little bit of a blessing in disguise. It gives him some time off. It'll freshen up the new day once he's back and returned and healthy. And it'll allow KO to go in and join the new day, which was a lot of fun. And really draw ultimate heel heat when he turned on Kofi Kingston. He beat up Xavier, powerbombed him, and then took him out this week again, too, when he was cutting his promo. I was tuned in. I wanted to hear what KO had to say. I wanted to hear him explain his actions. And we're getting those heelish KO promos again. I love it. Him saying Kofi in over his head, he's drowning. A little bit little bit lazy. I think they could have found... It's not KO. I'm sure he was told off to go say that. But I think mm-hmm. they could have probably found like a, maybe a little better angle. Like he's not, well, they said he's not champion material, but they could have played on it a little bit more, maybe in different areas. But I don't really care. We're getting to the destination. Like you said, I love the buildup. The match is official. And then having him, <laughs> I thought it was cool he brought the figures. It'd, yep, be, it'd be fun cool. if he had them like wrestling each other every week or something. It'd be like <laughs> ridiculous. But I think we'd all be, I think it was a lot of fun. And it would be a good way for him to highlight the latest figures that are out, right? If you wanted to. Product placement. But then Xavier doesn't come out, and who does? 
Kofi, and he's pissed. And he runs out, aggressively attacks Owen, lays into him. Throws in a chair on him. Yeah, man. Throws a chair at him, makes Kevin Owens retreat, and he is left in the ring at the end of the show. The man. Sorry, Becky Lynch, but he was the man at the end of SmackDown. He showed us an aggressive side of Kofi Kingston. So I really hope we see it. I don't know if we need to change the tight colors or the poppy entrance music, but it doesn't matter. I like what we're getting so far, and I am hyped for this match. Now I want to ask you a question. Oh. Do you think it's too soon to take the title off Kofi? Do you think KO is going to walk away with it? What do you think? Do you think the WWE gave us that feel-good moment and is like, look, you had your title, enjoyed it, we're moving on to something different now? What do you think is going to happen? I think uh, with with this subtle little change in character for Kofi Kingston <clears throat> and the uh, the amount of time that's left between now and Money in the Bank, it's hard to say. But I think if done properly, I think he should get through Kevin Owens. Um, I don't know where that leaves Kevin Owens after that. I don't know if the feud will continue. But I would like to see Kofi hang on to the title. Uh, Chris Rucker tweeted this week, that it would be cool to see a more serious side of Kofi to kind of, you know, say he understands that everybody's coming after him now, KO, and then start kind of questioning Xavier Woods and questioning Big E, being like, why don't you guys, like, don't you guys want this title? Are you guys coming after me sort of thing? So I think there's a, a still a lot of Kofi Kingston story to be told. So I don't want him to um, to lose the title to, to Kevin Owens. But the way that Michael Cole... You know, brought us back to WrestleMania. I mean, how many friggin' clips did we have to watch at the beginning of SmackDown this week? And they keep going back to this feel-good moment and blah, 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 blah. I feel like they're, like, just piling on his moment. Piling on, piling on. So maybe he's going to lose it? I don't know. I, it's not the right time, in my opinion. I think it would just kill Kofi's credibility. It would kill the whole, you know, mania moment. And then, I, I mean, what's next for Kevin? I mean, where does Kevin go regardless of winning or losing this match after this. It's hard to tell. It's well, it's interesting, tell. though. If you think about it, the last challengers for the WWE title was Kevin Owens when, as Daniel, when Daniel Bryan had it. That's true. And now it's Kevin Owens when Kofi Kingston has it. Um, so you can say Kevin Owens hasn't been booked well. He missed WrestleMania, but he's been a challenger on you know two pay-per-views for the WWE title in recent memory. That's uh, it. KO, they could always find somewhere for him to go. You know, they could even find a way to throw him on Raw with Sami Zayn if they wanted to. You know, like they could always do a lot with this guy. I think he's staying on SmackDown. Obviously, they're gonna have plans for him in terms of being a player. But I do agree with you. I think uh, to solidify and to make this title run, I guess, really legit in my eyes. He's got to get through his first challenger at least. Big time. So I think he's got to get through KO, be it by, you know, uh, I think, look, if these guys have a solid match and he just hits the Trouble in Paradise, he wins the match, you know, or he does a roll-up or whatever, and he wins awesome. I think the fans would be happy. Then have another match, maybe like, you know, the next pay-per-view and KO wins, and then that's it. You know, like, cool. We're all good. We're happy. I just think giving him the title and taking it off him right away, it's cheap. It's kind of like it feels... It doesn't feel authentic. It feels like they just gave him the title for that feel-good moment. Now that they got it, they're like, okay, on to you know better things. I think what you said was a great point. I think the potential, what they could do with Kofi Kingston and the New yeah. Day, could take you months, months to play out stories. Have them get through uh, KO, and then maybe some kind of like paranoia with Xavier Woods, or even Xavier being like, hey, you know, like 
I've been, you know, or, or, or Kofi being like, hey, you know, you've been by my side all this time. I want to give you the next WWE title shot. And Xavier's like honored. But then during the match, Xavier tries some heel tactics to win or something. Ooh, and then Kofi's yeah. like, uh, what the hell was that? You know? Yeah. And then like, you know, Big E comes back at that time. And like, he's got to pick a side. He's going to be with Xavier. He's going to be with Kofi. You know? But then it comes down to always merchandise sales and the new date as well. And WWE cares about money and they don't want to break yeah. them up. And Why'd you have to bring us back to reality, Des? Uh, that's it. You know, I'm the, I'm the wet blanket of, the, of this podcast. But I think the... It's endless, endless opportunity you could have with Kofi and the New Day. I'm also a big fan of KO. I would love to see him get a title run as well, too. Um, you know, this is what makes me excited to tune in and, and find out what's going to be happening with this feud between Kevin Owens and Kofi Kingston. It's happening at Money in the Bank, and it's going to be exciting. Dude, we did it. We got through every single one of our topics. And I was a little bit nervous about this episode because there really wasn't... I mean, a lot of stuff happened, but nothing really happened. Like, Raw and SmackDown was kind of weak this week. But we got through it. And I enjoyed it. We did. And I was never nervous for a second because I'm a pro. I got us covered. I'm always going to keep us afloat. And you know you're in good hands when you're with Dez. Right, J-Bomb? Come on. All right, all right. Well, guys, you know, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Talk Mania. Like Dez says, money in the bank is just around the corner. Money, money, money. I want you guys to tune in to our live pre-show with Full Press Radio. It's going to be May 19th, 5.30 p.m. Eastern. That's at Full Press Radio on Twitter. Guys, check us out at underscore Talkmania. Check us out on Instagram, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, www.talkmania.com, prowrestlingtees.com slash Talkmania. And if you want to watch us Twitch, that's twitch.tv slash Talkmaniacs. Des, I'm going to be calling you from Florida for that pre-show. Hell yeah, this guy gets to go to Florida and enjoy the sunny weather and he's going to do a call-in. I'm going to be running the show, he's going to be doing a call-in and that means, that means I have the power to hang up on this mofo if he doesn't say what I want him to say. You son of a bitch. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, for Talkmania, J-Bomb's out. Dez, say bye. Happy Rusev Day!